Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. All right, well, welcome to The Uncommon Truth. We're still going. In the midst of global pandemic, we are, <laughs> we are recording The Uncommon Truth because there's a lot of people stuck inside their homes that want to listen to a podcast. And so guess what? You guys are hanging out in their homes. But let's make, let's make it clear that we are socially distancing. We are socially distancing. We have distancing. shields in front of our mouths as yeah, we speak. Yep. That's right. All the Lysol spray has been Sanitized. sprayed. That's right. Yep. Right, no high fiving during the we're show. Not spiritually distant. No, we're and that, socially distant. That's oh, sort of what we're kind of talking about. So, wasn't it exactly. really weird to have <laughs> Easter, and and just be at home? I mean, you guys preached at church, but for everybody else, I was at home. I actually put on a collared shirt oh, because did. it was Easter, right? And, <laughs> that's uh, nice. You dressed up. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we got our kids dressed before Aww. church. But did they were Easter dresses. They did afterwards. They wore bunny shirts, Aww, you know, because so they cute. wanted to hop around like bunnies. Yeah. Um, so did Steve. But that was really strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have a bunny shirt we didn't know about? It's been a while since I put on the old bunny suit, oh, let me did, tell you. But I did picture. that. We do have a picture that we hope burned in the house. But um, anyway, no. We might have this, to find that one. Oh, this is, on this Easter was pretty special. That's Vicky's um, homework for next that's episode. Right. I don't think this Easter would you'd want to do this very long, but it really was special, special. the way it mm-hmm. is and the, the feelings people have and the connection with the electronically connected has was very special Easter. Uh, it was a very special time. But I, I would, would not want to continue that. Yeah, so I was just thinking about how strange that is in the in the thought of like what well, we were supposed to be together, right? Did, what did you feel about it, Vicky? Um, I was actually at home. I I'm watching it on, online, and I'm I'm with Steve. The uniqueness of the of the service and the Holy Spirit and this it was powerful. I was actually on my face. It was bizarre though the f- the fact that we couldn't be together because usually everyone's at our house for, and kids are swim we, yeah. sometimes swimming or mm-hmm. just playing. It, it's just a bizarre time to not be in community. Easter is such a um, introduction to springtime and just the incredible, you know, celebration of, of Jesus has risen was weird to be alone. Yeah. So there's there's probably some people that are coming to the church for the first time or coming to Jesus for the first Correct. time through through all this new like they don't have to walk into the church, yeah. they don't have to be seen, but they can still like stream on their phone or on their TV, right? And I'm not just talking about the Father's house no, and no. just just in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that got me thinking, it's kind of strange that they might be thinking, do I have to even be a part of a church community? Um, so what is what are some things, Steve, that Jesus says about actually being in community? Well, I think that um, all over the Bible, all over the New Testament, he says he's saving his church. He's coming to get the church. He's building the church. He writes six letters in Revelation to the churches. And I think that it's really clear that the, the word church, the gathering, the gathering not, it's not a gathering in a room. It's a body that moves. It's mm. on the go. That's, That's the definition of the church. And it's, 
there's more to it. It's called together for a holy purpose to be on the move, doing things. I think this electronic thing we're doing during this epidemic is really moving. And I think that it's it's like it's like the beginning stages. We're in the spring, and it's time right now to germinate things. So yeah. If you plant them in the ground, they germinate. If you put them in little pods, you germinate roots to plant in the ground later. But nonetheless, you are in the process of germinating. And I think that during a brief season, this is probably the most miraculous time we've seen in a while, or right. at least a decade, where people being able to germinate the this belief, this faith, this understanding of Jesus being real. Wow. Is he real? Isn't he? Is there a way of following him that works in my life? What is it I need to know? And they come. So I think when the doors open, they will come. The people were germinating. Mm -hmm. The people were infiltrating their souls with the message of truth. It's growing in them. And when they, when we open, I think they will try us and it, it really will our pass or fail will be, do we integrate them as body members? Paul, the apostle's best description was the body. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. Um, you know, he said, the eye cannot say to the ear, I have no need of you. And he, each member of the body is important. And it's a really good way to look at a church. A body's in motion is usually healthy. And a body that st st stays still too long so good. is usually mm -hmm. unhealthy. Yeah, And so I noticed... Over the last three decades, there's this movement to break free from church, break free from the connection. It doesn't matter that you attend a building where other people attend. Did you connect with a group of people and make them your lifeblood, the source of your life? Like the hand on my arm requires its connection to my body. It requires the blood and the oxygen to get to it from other sources. Mm -hmm. And it's a plugged in. My hand is owned by my body and my body can control my hand. It's that clear that the fruit, the vineyard, the sheep pen, all the different metaphors that are used in the New Testament. It's that important that we be connected. And I really think all the people who don't connect that, let's say they have a spiritual moment over the Internet right now but never move to the next level, never step out the door to come plug into life. Vicky's doing Zoom calls. We're doing all kinds of contact. We're having them. We're, we're kind of paying attention to what's going on yeah. so that when we can, we can go try to plant them in our garden, include them in our vineyard, add them to our sheepfold, make them part of our body. And all of those metaphors really work for the description but I think the most important understanding is what is a church? If all we are, if all we are is a gathering Building. here, a group that comes together to worship here and listen to the Bible here, then we have not been a church. Hmm. And there's many, many, many buildings good. full of people that are not a church. A church is a body. It's a connected life, blood, oxygen giving life-sustaining thing that's connected to each other. When we left Spokane, we were that with that church, and it was like we were ripped. Mm -hmm. hmm. God moved us, and we felt unplugged. You take an appliance plugged into electricity, and you got it running, and you pull the plug, and it goes... <laughs> that's good. <laughs> we were headed down here, and we looked. We tried so hard throughout Roseville, Sacramento, to find a church. Our pastor eventually called us and said... Man, why are you still sending your tithe here? 
I said, because we have not found a place to plug in. Mm. We have not found a sheepfold with a shepherd, shepherd to follow. Yeah. We haven't found a vineyard to grow and be healthy in and produce fruit in. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, we will. And we won't be sending that for long. We will find it. God will show us. Or we'll and start we, our own. You know, and we eventually did find a body. We were hired to be the youth pastors. And we connected. We went and plugged ourselves in. Yeah. And it was a blessing. And we still we have that's relationships good. to this day from that season because we were plugged in. And that's really how you have to see church. Wandering around going building to building or just not going at all and saying I believe. I think I think it's not going to work out, and I think it's not going to be a Christianity that produces the fruit of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I think so. It was really good, actually. Do you have anything to add, Vicky? Well, I just as he was talking, I think it's so important. Like even the um, description of a healthy body and an unhealthy body. A body, mm. a body that's healthy moves, exercises, moves, gets going. You know, yeah. takes walks, and, and a body that doesn't do that. It has all kinds of medical problems, and just in, in the natural, um, that's such a great description. And um, I'm surprised he didn't say propagate because that's his new favorite word. Is propagate. <laughs> oh, I love you're yeah. propagating uh, oleanders. I want to propagate. Right. Yeah, I've you always want to propagate. How can you didn't use that word? Propagate. I don't know. Germinate. You said germinate. germinate. Yeah. Yeah. So I I agree totally. Germinate is seeds, and we work with seeds. And then what's propagate? Never mind. Probably yeah. his roots. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, it's, anyway. It's root producing. See, I knew he would go. So, But yeah. um, I think it's so important that a church on the move, um, that's such a great description of what we should be as a church on the move. We should be a body on the move. We should be out there exercising our faith, exercising mm. our life on the highways and the byways and, and just um, getting out there and getting it done. Yeah. So I really liked his answer. I think it was... It was a great answer. I'm really proud of you, honey. That was great. Thank so you, you you are always getting out there and meeting people. Yeah. You're a social butterfly. You like to hang out with people. Do you run into to people who believe in Jesus but have have a reason they don't want to be involved in a church? Yeah, I think the number one reason is, is the past hurts of churches. Hmm. Uh, I think it's probably 90% of the people who, who tried to get plugged in got, you know, Maybe it's it's their own inner healing issues, their own pain. They you know they, the pastor didn't say hi to them, or yeah. you know the people weren't friendly. Um, all kinds of things, um, reasons, and some of the reasons are really goofy, um, in my opinion. They're mm-hmm. looking to be hurt. They're looking to be you know a lot of times, and you know, um, and the problem is is that their life just isn't doing what it probably should be. Their Christianity is not working. It's like the body mm-hmm. that just sits at home and yeah. watches TV. There's a lot of um, negative going on in their lives. And we're seeing it right now. We're seeing a lot of people um, who, for this or that reason, even at the Father's house, have left. And um, they're starting to be drawn back because of the fear and the panic in the streets. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so people kind of have their own theology, right? Correct. They kind of have their own... Um, they hold their own counsel. Like, I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. Um, they, they don't have to have any accountability. Like, why did you make this decision? Correct. Or why did you do this? Right. That's really yeah. a big one that they don't want to be told what to do. And yeah. there's a whole bunch of categories for people saying they've been hurt by the church. Yes. And, 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 and there are some that are just straight up hurt by a leader's unwillingness to be real or mm. to be who he says he is. Hypocrite. In my own life, I've had at least six pastors that we sat under, or I've sat under, who were cheating on their wives. Wow. And um, I can't be under that 
but and I have to unplug and go to the next, but However, it doesn't affect my faith. It's not going right. to stop me from doing what's right. Plug it in the because next place. They, but it but in every single case that I know of, the the sheep in the the people in the body spun off. Yeah. People were lost. Their faith was destroyed Damaged. by the unfaithfulness. And then a lot of times they want to point at what's called spiritual abuse or you know authority abuse, but I haven't seen that nearly as much as moral failure being mm. the reason people just don't want to go. Yeah. And then, of course, the biggest category is people just looking for a reason to not have to give their money, their time, their energy, be called to serve and, you know, or because not Because it's allow- easier to just be a body that doesn't move, right? Yeah, Correct. absolutely. Correct. It's so much easier not to have all those requirements. And people are telling them, you don't have to have this. You can just go home and have it. And the truth is, you absolutely, utterly, and most definitely cannot without being connected. You cannot have alone what the body receives together. Okay. So if if I'm thinking of an individual, on an individual level... What are the effects to someone's understanding when they, they've just decided for whatever reason to be a church of one? What, is, what does that do to a person, like their understanding or, um, or their own life? Like, what are the effects? Um, well, the sense of aloneness, the sense of um, isolation hmm. is a very damaging thing to faith. The ability to have your faith tested alone the ability to wow, to walk through be, life be taught where your wrong thinking is we all have I'm, I'm doing this 45 years still praying every day heal my wrong thinking yeah. and so the ability to have an understanding be led be turned you know to hear the still small voice turning you even to hear the still small voice mm. because what happens when you're alone is you really learn to hear your only your own voice and i you know i'm making blanket statements and i think i'm pretty right um, I've known a considerable number of people that have faded away to do their own thing and they are, they become almost unteachable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to go online and learn from a stranger that they have no, the, the stranger has no ability to examine them and see, see the fruit of their life or test the fruit of their life or direct them in any way, give them advice because it's a stranger on, on media. Yeah. And so that's what they look for. Nobody that can tell them what they're doing is not right. Mm-hmm. I think the outcome is that when the rubber meets the rose, when the storm rises, when the wind blows, they're going to find that that is the that is the foundation on sand. Wow. Mm. That the true foundation on the rock is doing what Jesus said, which is love one another as I have loved you. He did not go away from others. Yeah. He went into he drew crowds. He went to the, you know, he, he met with crowds, he served crowds, he loved crowds, and he preached to crowds, you know. So yeah. And ahead. I think I think as we've got walked through some adversity um, in the last few years, I, you know, you guys Amen. all are probably keenly yeah. aware of. Boy, um, had we not had the community of this this body, this church, it'd have been almost impossible to mm. be alone dealing with the pain and the heartache. And not being buoyed by other people's love, faith, um, yeah. time. So I think as we as a pandemic goes on, um, a lot of people are recognizing they're they're alone, and there's no one but themselves. I'm a rock. I am an island. To quote Simon and Garfunkel, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't work. It's a lonely place. And and even as uh, Jordy, our um, beloved associate pastor, passed mm-hmm. away, we were all there together. And what a way to to be taken from this world is that um, with 
you know, 65 people coming to your bedside and telling you what your life meant. Yeah. And uh, he was not a rocker in Ireland, and his his life ma- mattered. And I think every one of us is looking for to have our life matter. Yeah. And then when you're alone and independent, it just there's it's a lot of grief. And when you when you handle grief or when you go through adversity, you're you know it's you built your house in the sand. Yeah. And you so people go to live in freedom, right? They they try to. <laughs> They try to leave the church because they want freedom, yes. right? But the end result isn't necessarily freedom for freedom. them, right? No, it's a trap. You know, we've had like um, years ago, we had uh, just a lot of people leave together, and the um, and the fruit of most of their lives is their kids aren't even serving Jesus. Mm. And if had they stayed the course, I believe there would have been an incredibly different outcome for their children. Yeah, which is tragic. You have the generation just stopped. Yeah. And you see their Facebook posts, and it just breaks my heart. I can't even yeah. look at them because mm-hmm. it's just tragic. All mm-hmm. these kids I love so much oh, yeah. are just struggling. They're not Christians. You know, their parents want to say they believe. It's like, well, you know, if yeah. you read the words of Jesus, it's like even Satan believes, and he's not going to heaven. It's it's like, if you love me, you obey me. You yeah, know? you will and, perish, uh, yeah. So it's, it's tragic when people... Um, it's a trap. It's just a trap. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want to minimize... The uh, hurt of pastors in your life. Yeah. Um, like Steve said, we've had many pastors who are immoral. But my Christianity depends upon my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's mine. Mm, However, I'm good. not. A, I'm not a lone soldier. I I need a, a congregation. I need a crowd of witnesses. And um, I, God is good no matter what the moral failures of people are. Your yeah. leaders. Yeah. So I want to get to that a little bit because. There was some time, Steve, before, so you became a Christian, and then uh, there was some time there before you kind of joined a formal body, and, and that was shaped sort of by how you grew up. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? So the church hurt me. The, I walked into a rectory and saw great deals of sin and mayhem and pornography and just— Because you, you grew up in the Catholic yeah, Church, right? Yeah, yeah, and I walked into where the priests live, and yeah, there you go. I, was, uh, I was devastated. I was 14, I think. I was devastated. And I just, uh, I left. And when I met, when, when everyone was telling me about Jesus, see, I was taught it's you, your commitment is to the one church, you know, this yeah. one church. So I was set up by the enemy to never go to church, to hate church, to reject church, reject formalized religion. The, the whole thing that we define as church, I was set up to reject it. So when I found out Jesus was real in 75, I was under the impression during my prayer and during my conversations with him that me and him were good and I didn't have to go to church. Mm. And I basically was like, oh, yeah, I have a deal with God. I don't have to go to church. Well, about, I would say, three months into this, my brother kept asking me, well, who do you have fellowship with? And I said, I'm good, man. After you got saved. Yeah, after I met Jesus yeah. for the first three months. I Like, I'm good. And um, I was out preaching Jesus on beaches. I was, I was... I was having an amazing ministry of my own. And um, it was so cool. I went to a place, a girl yells my name, runs to me, and she starts sharing with me and invites me to a home church. Well, she was cute. I kind of, you know, oh she was a high school friend. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh one boy. of the people I rejected in high school. And because I followed Because she was a Christian. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so she was She's cute. Weird. So, I, I mean, I was like, you know. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with a cute girl to some Bible study at home. And well, it was a, it was a home oh, church, right? And I ended up getting, st- and, and we called it the body. And it really was a church to me. It was a plug. I was plugged in, 
and I didn't even know what all that meant. I didn't know all this vineyard, yeah. sheepfold body. I didn't know all this. You knew it was different. Yeah, this was real. This yourself. was in somebody's house. The worship was so deep. the 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 messages weren't, but the we we was mostly just conversation. And and I grew to a point where another girl from high school ran across she me. She cute too. Yeah, she was a best friend in high school. Was so, she married or not married? Uh, the first one turned out to be married. The second one wasn't married, and, and she was we, cute. But we were good friends. So she said, well, you know, I'm listening to these all these guys talking and they're all going to this one church. So I went there and I plugged in. But the funny thing was, I said, you know, God told me go to this church. And I was like, but I thought we had an agreement that I would never go to church again. Well, through my life, that particular pastor was really cheating. I mean, he was cheating with lots of women. Hmm. He was super immoral. And after being there, I was the youth pastor at that church. I lived in his house oh boy. with his family and found out he, how, how bad it was. And I just had, a, I had to come to the conclusion, is church the problem? Is pastoring the problem? Is the fact that God calls men to be leaders and, and, and the apostles call us to follow leaders, is, is that what's wrong? Or is it simply a single man chose not to honor his calling mm. and his ordination. He, uh, he, refi- he decided for his lust of his flesh to be more important than his responsibility to my life or those women's lives because yeah. those women were destroyed. destroyed. The, I, my brother was destroyed by his dallying, uh, his counsel and everything. But So then does, does that mean Jesus is bad? Nope. Does that mean the Holy Spirit is wrong? Does that mean church is wrong? No, by no means. It means that man is wrong. I need to go find another man. I need to go find another place. Plugged in there. And that one turned out good. I left that church to go marry Vicky in Spokane a couple of years later. And because that, I was cute. And because she because I followed a cute girl <laughs> cute in Spokane. Girl to church. I, yeah, yeah, I went to find a cute girl in Spokane. Turned out to be my wife, long story. But Vicky found this church in Spokane by knocking on the door looking for someone to marry us. That's miraculous too, and that was a that's a different story. Yeah. But we got to get that one sometime. Not today, story. but, but we hear that plugged story. into that church, and that by guy became our spiritual father. Hmm. He wasn't just our pastor. Now we're forty one years coming up 40, on forty one years later, uh, real it's soon. Three or four kids. Yeah, just a couple weeks from now is <laughs> is is inside forty one <laughs> years from when she knocked on his doors. That man yeah. has been faithful every hmm. day. Yep. For 41 years. Still is. That man still takes our calls. Still, he just came to visit us here. Not, well, now it's been a few years. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but to old people, it's just now. Yeah. yeah. And, and he is still, his teaching is still important in our lives. I still find valid. that a lot of things mm-hmm. I say are from him. And so that plugging in, even so though important. that other man had, had been, I mean, really, the worst of really the worst did decisions. not believe in his calling. Yeah. And he really didn't believe according to the Bible's description of belief. But that doesn't mean I don't. Right. And nor does it mean that I have the right to separate from God's will for my life because someone else did something wrong. Yeah, you could have used any of those any of those missteps by leaders yeah. as a excuse, an excuse right? Yeah. Justify yourself for not being under someone's thumb. That's right. And, right. and I think for a lot of people, the Father's house, because we read Jesus in context, which means we just go line upon line, Matthew 1, Matthew 2, Matthew yeah. 3, some of the words of Jesus are very hard. And if you're if you're struggling with secret sin, 
I think that's a lot of reasons for people to leave as well hmm. because it's just you don't measure up and yeah. God's work does not come back void. And I think it's, you know, we, we get a moniker of we're too harsh, yeah. you know, but cause, because the words of Jesus are hard and, <laughs> and the revelation of who Jesus is. Yeah, that's are, a really good point. It's really, yeah. really so. But a lot of people leave the Father's house because they just can't. They just can't live that way. The standard. Yeah. The standard of leadership for, from Jesus, because mm-hmm. we don't make excuse for for what Jesus says. We don't say, "Well, we're not like we're not gonna, we're not gonna listen to that one. Oh, that's too hard. That's not for us." Right. So that's I think that's like a really big uh, reason that people leave the Father's house. So that would be something that falls under the category almost of not being not wanting to be told what to do, right? Yeah. Because right. you yeah. you fall in love with this way of life where um, I can have my church family church life church family in this room but i'll have Separate. my own my own stuff here yep. in this room um there's a story that you've told vicky about uh the time when a bunch of people left the church you mm-hmm. kind of alluded to yeah. it before yeah so do you want to tell me a little bit of what happened or or um yeah i talk- actually looking back on it um it was it was tragic. We went from uh, ninety to fifteen, and it was like a, a bell. New, it was a pretty new church. New right? church it was like in two thousand one, I think. Yeah, two thousand two thousand one. Maybe two to three years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were we were pouring our life into this place, and we loved these people, and we love you know, so a lot of them have come back, which is kind of cool uh, in the in the last few years, but um, we had no idea what happened. Um, it took us a long time to realize what happened, and it was like at that point um, we had a decision to. Uh, make as to whether or not we wanted to continue because when when the rejection is that huge from your beloved friends um, the associate pastors were our best friends we went on vacations with them their kids were always at our house and vice versa we really had a decision to make Steve and I whether or not we're going to continue because we didn't need to continue you know we you know south side was very dark back then yeah and we had a, a nice house and a nice life um, we didn't really need this in our opinion. That's our flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just went before the Lord and, and it's like, well, regardless of whether or not we're 15 or 95, we're going to continue on. Yeah. But like I said before, the tragic part of that is most of those people, their kids aren't even serving Jesus. Yeah. And, they didn't and leave to go to another church. No, it was they, more, they just left. Like, I, I, we don't know if it's offense. I, we did hear a story later in life and we don't, you know, t- don't want to get into that, but, um, it it's tragic. It's just it just is. It makes me so sad that just because somebody said something un, unfounded, 90, 90 people left or eighty five, ninety five people yeah. left. And um, I'm so grateful to God because honestly, the Lord wanted to change our whole direction, so He made lemonade out of lemons. Oh, yeah. And we we could not have done what we're doing today. With that church from that back then. Right. If it hadn't mm-hmm. happened, we wouldn't be we, where we, we are. We then started, um, the Lord just kind of s- smacked us a little bit and the dust mm-hmm. off of our shoulders, rubbed the dub- dust off. And he said, you need to raise sons and daughters. You are really good at moms being a mom and a dad. That's your mm-hmm. gifting. You're not so good at being a CEO of a church. We were running it like a business more yeah. so. Yeah. And then we, we just turned it around and started raising sons and daughters because that's what we're really good at. Yeah. And our probably our most shining... Um, uh, our shining crown and our jewel is that our, all of our kids love Jesus. Mm, and yeah. um, I mean, that's rare today. There are a lot of pastors whose kids love Jesus and serve Jesus, but the second generation of pastors' kids are really struggle. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of kid, people come through life recovery ministry who are actually pastors' kids yeah. who have struggled with addiction because it's just a very difficult thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's to to um, 
that's the best thing I think that we've done is that our kids love Jesus and serve cool. serve the Lord. So that leads me to kind of wanting to talk about what what do we do for people who they're coming back or they're coming for the first time. I want to ask you guys, what are the benefits of joining a church community, actually being plugged into that family, that that church on the move? What does it do for someone's life? So the can I go? Go for it. So the so nice. So, so the, nice. Um, Benefit. The most incredible thing that Jesus promises is this: "Give and you shall receive." That's good. Of all of the promises of Jesus Christ, I don't care whether it's the healing of the blind, raising of the dead. To me, those are all fluffle. They don't. You don't see. They're not going to sustain your life. Hmm. Even lepers being cleansed didn't get it. Yeah. It's Good. give and you shall receive has got to be because it's where your forgiveness comes from. It's where you're not being judged or punished for your for your missteps comes from. It's where you have the opportunity to be used by God. When you say, I'm going to give what I have, you're saying, really, in essence, I I want you to have this, Lord. Almost like I owe this to you, Lord, as the upper step of this philosophy. And so what do people gain is a place to give, a place to give their time. I can't tell you how many people tell me when I say, what have you been doing? Working. That's all you do? Work? Well, how, how, much, how many hours do you work a day? Oh, I do five hours a day. Well, there's another 19 hours in the day. You don't sleep that long. What are you doing with your life? So good. I mean, their answers so commonly uh, work. How you doing? I'm here. That's all you got? I'm here? Yeah. That's not much of That's an abundant, abundant answer or an abundant revelation of how your life is doing. That is a really closed down, uh, unprofitable, unabundant life. When you join a church, you are given the opportunity to live. I work so that I can be part of a church. And I don't go to church so to, to, Bless you. to get a whole bunch of blessing. Mm. I go to church so to good. give the kind of blessing I can give, like to be profitable to that church. If they need something done, uh, a nursery call system, the doors don't work, the, the bathroom's got problems. If they need something done and I can do it, I look for those areas. Where can I do that? So this good. church here needs contractor. Ah, I happen to be one. An ex but all contractors aren't created equal. I'm really good at certain things. Yeah. And so I can do this. And I, I'm looking. that They need that. I'm given that. And it's an opportunity for a place to give because the promise is that's where I'm going to receive from. So good. People are always saying, I don't have any time. You work five hours a day. You sleep about eight. And you don't have any time. No. For myself. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you wanted the rest of that time to feel like you have time, go give what you have away. Because some of us work 10, 12. By the time you drive to work, get ready, it's 10 or 12 or 13 hours a day. We have all these kids and we don't have much time. But a church offers you an opportunity to whatever time you have, give it. Teach your kids to give. Hmm. And time is is a is an element we all are unlimited it's is there's a specific number and you only have so much but it isn't really time that increases 
It's what you get done in that time. That's right. It's your the feeling of freedom in that time. You give your freedom. You make I have freedom, but I'm going to go ahead and surrender that freedom, and you find freedom in your life. And really, what it is is you give what you have. God expands it in your life, so that you can give more, and He expands it in your life. Yeah. In every subject, just name a subject of what you have in your life. Church is an affording to give your life. I'm an eye. I can see. I come to a church and they need seeing. I'm the one because I'm the eye. They need hearing. Well, I'm the I'm the I'm the ear. So I need to afford that to my church and watch. My ear will be healthy. The ear will be prosperous. Yeah. And and that's really the most important thing about a church is the connection of body and the ability to give your life away. It's not the building at all. At all. The building is just a convenience for coming together to give in and then taking that group on the move, that living body on the move, and we go out to do homeless outreach, to do Adopt-A-Block, to do uh, children's festivals and mud runs and run things and, and connect with the community giving our life away. Hmm. So church is really supposed to be a place where we come to give our life away. I, it isn't to receive, but receiving is the promise of God. So the giving comes from God. The church is the place where you give and God gives the return and it's abundant. Hmm. Um, you know, it's really good what he said. And for me, it's like, I think most people think that church is for about them. Mm, yeah, and I think even Francis Chan, um, I, I, his thing was, why would I, you know, there, it's like a, it's like I'm going to 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 church, and this guy is going to bless me for 30 minutes, and it's going to be all about me. It's one guy blessing, you know, 500 people, 200 people, and it's a wrong, it's a wrong, it's a wrong idea. It's not, it's not one guy blessing 500 people. It's one guy speaking from the Lord, telling you who you are. Now go do it. It should be every person, um, and I agree with Steve, it's like you have the wrong impression of what Christianity, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. It's about going and giving your life away. But so often we just go to church on Sunday and it's all about feeling good, bless me, what do I get? But but it was it's that and then it's give it away. And I think that so many people just come and, and it's, how did Francis Chan say it? It's like... Um, it's he just really, said 13,000 people come to his church every week to watch one guy use his gifts. Yeah, that's it. And it wouldn't it be better if 13,000 people were inspired to go out and use their gifts? Yes. And yeah. so he brought he said that was the reason he left his mega church. That's right. And he went to try to develop micro churches where 30 people at the most gather and learn and then when they get to 30, one of them breaks off and starts another 30. Give their gifts. Cluster, yeah. Yeah, and that's so great. That's he, great. He, all over the Bay Area, he was trying to start micro churches where mm. everybody has to give. Everybody has to serve. Be part of it. Yeah, because, hey, we need someone to help us move the chairs around or, you know, yeah. or make the coffee. And, you know, we're having a little, it's a little fellowship in a home. Kind of like the body I first started in. Yeah. It was a, it was a circle. We just all sat around on beanbags. And I think every, I think for us, the Father's House, we aspire to be like the X church. That's you know, we ex yeah. we we really aspire when someone comes from from anywhere outside Orville and says, "Wow, this kind of reminds me of the Axe Church." It's like, bingo! Shouldn't every church at. be responsible to aim at being an Axe Church? Because mm -hmm. that's what Jesus said. That's what we're aiming yeah. at. So, Vicky, uh, earlier Steve said 
uh, he talked about how like as a part of a body if a hand gets cut off uh, not only is the body weakened but the hand itself isn't going to keep living right it's gonna die on the flip side of that what does that connection if you're a hand what are you getting out of connecting to your church for for your own I, I guess for yourself, right? How will you? How will your life change to be someone who overcomes? Well, I think I alluded to it before. It's it's when you when 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 you go through adversity, not if. Hmm. When the rain the rain comes, um, you will have be uh, you will have the ability to already have a community around you to walk beside you. Uh, the happiness that I get being part of a body is just I can't even. It's indescribable. Um, you know, sometimes it's the hardest thing you do, but it's the best thing you do. It's really the, the definition of bittersweet sometimes. It's yeah. difficult um, to give your money away and your time away sometimes, but the abundance of fruit that you get back from it. Um, I think I think intrinsically every person desires to be important and be a part of something. To belong. To belong. Thank you. Um, the belonging is amazing, and I think there, at the Father's House, many people are starting to understand that. I think think we've done a great job in the last two years of including people outside the team. Our team gets it, and our team is from all over the world, and there's about 65 or 70. They understand it, and we're really feeling the um, the lack of community through the coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. I'm missing community. You know, it's actually it's very difficult to grieve Jordy's passing yeah. without the community. Mm-hmm. We're all feeling like weird. People are responding differently. People are getting, um, you know, angry or or controlling because we're not together to say you're going to be okay. We're going to make it together. The, you know, the the, the um the t- what's it the three uh, prong cord. Uh, three, three the threefold cord. Thank you. Three stranded. Three strand cord yeah. is not easily broken, and um so I um. This is a great, great example of not having a community right now. We're feeling it. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yep. And so people out there that are listening, it's like, get plugged in, like Steve said, because that's where the electri- electricity comes from, is being plugged in to the source. And then not only Jesus, because a lot of people just want to be plugged into Jesus, it really is being plugged in with other community um, of, of believers, because it helps your, your Christianity. When you're all going the same way. Mm-hmm. So I think they will get joy and peace and a belonging and friendship yeah. and a closer than a brother and a sister. And I, I, that's so evident in our team and in our church is that we are, we are closer than brothers and sisters. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. When you guys are talking, it reminds me of just hanging out with my family. Like last night, I, I set up a hammock in our yard because I can be out in the yard and my kids can get out of the house. And I want to just relax in the hammock, but my girls just want to be in the hammock with me, right? <laughs> and at the same time, I'm thinking, man, this is so hard being around them. Like, I wish they could just go to bed so I can sit That's in the right. hammock. And when I get over that, when I got over that for a minute, my own grumpiness, then I had three daughters in a hammock with me. And it was just like, I'm going to remember that for a long time. But I had to get over that, like, grumpiness of getting my own way. Selfishness. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. At my house, my wife would have climbed in the hammock with me and pushed me out. <laughs> well, that happened later, actually. Yes. yes. Uh, What's the matter with you? Yeah, that's the way wives are, right? What's the matter with you? The nature of we wives. Got two oh, boy. Now, so. That's a generalization. People are going <laughs> to send your letters to Pastor Steve or Silla yeah, at changeorville.org. That, all you ladies. I think it's spot on. Oh, boy. It's, 
You can actually email Hitting me. I'll put my email in the show notes if you guys want to ask questions about uh, about the show. If you guys want to ask Steve and Vicky a question, that would be a great podcast to have. If we uh, oh, that'd be get awesome. a bunch of submissions, ask Steve and Vicky. Uh, yeah, or if you're offended to. by Steve. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, if I have offended you. If you, if. Please ask forgiveness and, and nobody's seek the Lord be, for your no one's deliverance from your Vicky? offense. No. Okay. No. I don't, well, maybe. And forgive Steve, me Steve as well. will probably be writing emails. Because in, this, you had. in this forgiveness, you Are will you, be forgiven. You're still, you're still talking. I am, yes. <laughs> I was hoping that they would hear me while you were just going over talking. Okay. Well, that's great, guys. Hopefully we can get a, a little bit of the community for the people. Rattling. <laughs> In podcast land. Yes, yes. We're not done, yes. are we? We're Wrapping done here. Up. I'm trying oh, to land. You just got started. Oh, man, I am just getting going. I think I'm going to have to continue this tonight at church. <laughs> if you're listening and you want more of Steve and Vicki, we're doing, the Father's House is doing live from the house pretty regularly um, every night right now, and we'll see how that goes. Wednesdays is church. Right. Wednesday church, Sunday morning church. I'll put those links in the show notes. And you guys, if you wait a minute, if you like Max, give a shout out to Max. Doesn't he do a great He's job a great, on the podcast? Yeah, he does a great please, job. Please share this podcast. Max is this is Max's baby, and um, it's you a know, good baby. It's a good baby. It's a healthy I want my baby. baby to grow. Yeah, you want yeah. your baby to grow. You want to be in the hammock with the baby. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, we love you guys. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in soon.